Test, 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 one, two. Can you hear me? One, two. Hey, Confessionista, it's Harper, and today we are going to bring you a totally unforgettable episode. Part of the reason we do this podcast is to help women talk about things that we normally don't talk about. So today we are talking about something even the most open women rarely reveal they have, hemorrhoids. I'm pretty sure you're going to laugh and learn something, but more than anything, I hope you come away from this episode with way less fear and shame about discussing these little butthole bummers. As you listen, please keep in mind that while we have experience and insight, we are not medical professionals. That should be obvious from how much we giggle throughout the entire episode. Yes, clearly not professionals. But if you have questions or concerns about things to do with your body, don't come to us for guidance. Go to a doctor. Our hope is simply that there may be some things we share that'll help you understand your options, ask better questions, and get relief sooner. And that you laugh with us. We believe laughing is really good medicine, and sometimes if you don't laugh, you'll crack. We've also added an absolutely epic story sent in by a listener about her experience with hemorrhoid surgery. You will not believe what she went through, and while we don't know how she retained her sense of humor through it all, we are here to laugh and cry right along with her. So stay tuned after the episode for that story. And if you have stories to share about your experience with hemorrhoids, please share. Send us an email at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on the socials. We are here for you and you are not alone. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode we call, Yes, Women Get Protruding Butt Veins Too. Welcome back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Salon Confessions. This is Harper. I'm here with Jen back in the nail confessional, the nail studio. And we just got done with my pedicure and we're starting on my manicure and wanted to get some recording done because we've got kind of fun and also slightly distressing things to talk about. (laughs) Uh, We got a little feedback that... um, we had gotten away from discussing things that other people don't like to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I, we, I mean, we, could we came up with a great solve. Okay. <laughs> so which, which one are we going to talk about today? We've got a few. We do have a few. Um, oh, I wait, wait, wait. Do yes. you have a confession? Oh, I do have a confession. I do have a confession. Um, okay. Uh, so, Hudson and I went on a vacation uh, to Mexico uh, a few weeks ago, and Jen and I are both very fair-skinned, and there's we're the type of people that it's like red or white. Yeah. There's no like golden sun-kissed you, glow. Yeah, burn, you peel, you turn white again. Exactly. Yep. There's just there's not a lot of in between, and I actually am very sensitive to the sun, and so I can tend to get sun poisoning, which is a whole other potential topic for us. But on our first full day, we went down to the beach. We were staying in this lovely little resort and went down to the beach and I had put sunscreen on clearly not well enough, but I was also laying in the shade. So I had a false sense of security. And as I was laying in the shade, I fell asleep because I was reading a book and I was feeling really relaxed. And so I took a nap And just like that, one of the Chevy Chase movies where he falls asleep in the sunshine and just gets totally fried, the sun rotated 
and I uh, got totally burned. But that's not the funny part of the story because I only got burned on my shin. But in the meantime, wait, just one shin, just one shin, because that's the where the sun moved. Oh, OK. So you weren't completely no exposed, but your shin was. Uh, well, there's the rub <laughs> is <laughs> exposed is the key word in that sentence, because when I fell asleep, I had like a bikini top on and I had untied the top for some reason. Like I wasn't tanning. So I don't know why I was. I don't know. They, I think maybe it was just tight. They can cause headaches. I think it, I was I trying could, to rest. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It was bothering me. So I untied it. And when I fell asleep, my boob popped out. <laughs> and um, so I sort of wake up when Hudson comes by and he like lays a towel over me. And I was like, oh, okay. And later he tells me, yeah, you were like splayed out. <laughs> With your legs, like, one hanging off and the other one totally spread the other direction. And then your boob was out, just oh. hanging out there. And I was like, okay, well, was it a cute boob? At least, like, you know. Like, yeah, because there, there can be cute positions exactly, and not cute positions. Exactly. Yes. And, and I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist. So I didn't really care. But I was like, but at least let it be a cute boob. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cute boob. Yeah. And he just gave me this look. Like, this is a man who loves my boobs. He is a big fan. Big fan of the boobs. Is he not a fan of other people seeing the boobs? No, he doesn't care. Oh. He doesn't care. Okay. Because remember, we went to that um, clothing optional place. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes my husband tells me things and says that I look great and I don't believe him. So when he doesn't say, no, it was totally cute and it was really hot, it was very fun, and instead gives me the look that's like, you should really be embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, my. I had a whole boob out and it wasn't even cute. It must have been the legs splayed I think so. with the boob out. I think so. You just had a little too much going on. I probably looked like a on. passed out, I don't know, middle-aged. <laughs> had too much to drink. Drunk, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my boob didn't get burned because the boob was still in the shade. Oh, oh that's Just that's my nice. shin. <laughs> That for sure Just you were going to say. my left shin. The boob was burnt too because that oh. would have been downright painful. That would have been horrific. Yeah. Horrific. But that's my confession of the week. That's a good one. Good Thank one, you. good one. Okay. Thank so you. So now what are we, what, what deep down dirty topic are we going to discuss? I mean, the thing about women is there's a lot of stuff that goes on for us that we don't like to talk about, um, but we will. Um, but then there's things that we don't like to talk about and we won't, mm-hmm. and we just won't go there. Not with friends, not with loved ones. It's just off the record completely. And as a result, we get really embarrassed and mm-hmm. we hold shame about our bodies, which we just need to stop doing. I'm, I'm making that decision for all women everywhere. Okay. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is um, our buttholes and hemorrhoids. <laughs> Okay. I, I don't, I'm not sure I was prepared for that as I also simultaneously hit my knee as you were saying that. So I apologize if there was like a super loud thunking. I'm just in agony right now. Okay. So let's just start at the beginning. When we were growing up, what was your experience of understanding what a hemorrhoid was? Um, I actually learned about them probably younger than most because the first time I got them was, I was only like 19. What? Yes. Yes. Apparently it can be rather genetic. So I didn't know, I I don't even know how the subject came up, but I ended up, I was like in tears 
Um, I was actually dating my now husband, but I was living at home with my parents. And I remember being in tears, telling them my butt hurt. And they were both like, oh, yeah, my parents together, which is so weird. We don't we're not close like that. But I was obviously miserable. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And I think I was trying to not talk about it. But I was so miserable that they were both like, what is going on? And (laughs) I don't know why I remember this, but I remember my mom saying, oh, yeah, your dad has them and half of his siblings. And my dad's like one of 14. So it's a huge family. Wow. And he and I remember her saying so and so one of my aunts. I don't remember which one. Yeah. When she went to the doctor, they just said, soap them up and push them back up there. Oh, God. At 19, I was like, wait, you want me to do what? Oh, my God. Yeah. Just soap them up and push them back up there. Now, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the (laughs) podcast, but did I ever talk about my sex ed? talk with my mom too that I got my period when I was eight yes yeah and yes. she said be careful where boys touch you yes. because you can get pregnant now right well this is similar because that's about all the instruction oh I got god. soap them up and push them back up there oh my god so I had them off and on until I had my daughter and truth be told I was scared to push yeah because one I didn't want to poop on the table oh, but two I that's like I was oh. like I'm gonna get hemorrhoids well of course I did so then and I don't know, I never was given any medication, any suppositories, anything back at 19. So soaping them must have done something. I don't know. But, you know, then my dad gave me way more pointers, like don't sit on the toilet any longer than you have to. You know, if you sit for long periods of time, that can cause it. Which, interestingly enough, for my dad and most of his family, if they sit long periods of time, they get them. For me, I sit on my ass all day. It's if I stand for long periods of time, I'm noticing that I get them. So back then, I didn't talk about it. No. It took over my entire being. It affected my my mental health. It was awful. Uh, It very, very, very much affected my dating life because I couldn't admit like, oh, well, I have this thing going on because I was so incredibly ashamed and embarrassed. So then I get them horribly again when I had my daughter and I have this nurse. I wasn't that. I was like 25. I wasn't that old. But I swear the nurse was 12. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell her, like, <laughs> I have hemorrhoids. She's like, you have what? She's like, okay, I'm going to check on this. I don't think she'd ever even heard of hemorrhoids before. Oh poor God. thing. So she leaves. She comes back with some solution and a cotton swab. She goes, here you go. Oh, God. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> oh, my God. I was already like, I've just shown my parts to half the fucking world right. in this hospital. Right. Could you give me some explanation? She's like, well, I think you just, I'm reading the bottle. Oh my basically, God. put it on there and stick it in there. Well, the swab. Yeah. Having a big ass piece of cotton up there isn't any more comfortable than having a damn hemorrhoid. Oh, my God. Then they told me to do a sits bath. Have you ever done a sits bath? I'm not sure how they're supposed to work. I didn't because I had a C-section. But keep in mind, I gained 57 pounds. So I was fat. I was out of Mm. shape. And then you want me to sit in a bath. Well, as soon as I would sit down, it would fill the water up and it would go over the edges. To this day, I don't know how the hell that shit was supposed to work, but it it was not working for me. Okay, so I've gone off on a tangent. Let's back up. What did you know as a child about hemorrhoids? The only thing I knew is that it had to do with the butt. And my parents were very anti-talking about anything, anything related to the butt. The butt. <laughs> yep. That, and you know what? I'm going to guess you, me, and everyone listening right, right now, that was the right. moment. And I think, again, I don't know how. I think I was in tears. I think I was crying. For sure. And then it was, my parents are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah, my butt hurts. Anywho, I have learned with age, for anyone who's maybe suffering and has gotten the same instructions I did, which was soap them up and push them back up there, 
Um, I don't know that that works. I mean, even after all these years, I've had them off and on pretty much my whole adult life. Um, but there are products that you can use, you know, creams and ointments and, and suppositories and, and change your diet. Yep, fiber. Don't sit on the toilet forever. I mean, I'm, I'm just amazed at some people who go in the bathroom for 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, how do you not have veins? Oh, and in case anyone doesn't know, a vein is, or hemorrhoids are just swollen veins, basically, right. that end up protruding. So that sounds worse than what it actually is, right. if you ask me. If you understand, it's really just a vein coming up. Oh, here's another weird thing. After I had my daughter, I basically got one. And I remember being in the doctor's office with her in a stroller. She was little, like big enough that she was sitting up. Um, but I, they just had not cleared up from having her. And they lanced it. It sounds disgusting, but they lanced it right in the office, which just like drained the blood out. The, the skin shrunk back up and it went away. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Well, fast forward 10, 15 years, the next time I got them, because I've gotten much better about my diet and different things like that. And I went in, I didn't have any insurance at the time. I paid $150 fee to see a doctor for them to tell me, oh, they don't do that anymore. Oh God. I was livid. Like, give me my $150 back if I'm not going to, you know, get the if solution. You're deny I, me treatment. Yes. I yes. Know. And to this day, they say they don't do that. And I don't know why. Maybe someone can it's, tell me. I don't know exactly why, but I have a sense that it's about the fact that it doesn't necessarily help. It just relieves things mm. temporarily. Temporary. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you, you mentioned like, what is a hemorrhoid, which I think is important to start with because there's things there, there's hemorrhoids and then there's prolapses. Mm which is where literally part of your sphincter starts sticking out of your body, which is different. They might be related. They might happen at the same time, but they are technically different. Different. And, and there's different treatment. Different, different treatment. Mm -hmm. Like a prolapse, you can have surgery for um, because it's it's just a different surgery. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know why the surgery is different, but I know that it's different. Well, because they're trying to put that back in. Whereas with hemorrhoids now, I you can have a hemorrhoidectomy where yes. they remove them. Yes. With a prolapse, they're trying to put your insides back on the inside. So they have to okay. like stitch it up. Okay. With hemorrhoids, they're removing them. Um, apparently, they also will do banding. Yes. Um, which That's like the version of Lansing that they do now. Right. And I, it took me four doctors to finally get someone to tell me that, well, I haven't been having any issues. And lo and behold, in the last couple of weeks, oh, they're back. So I'll be looking into this banding business. But I will tell you, I know multiple people who have had the surgery because, you know, it's the confessional and people talk about everything in this damn yes. place, whether I want to hear it or not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm always very entertained. I know multiple people who've had it. They've all said it's pretty much the worst surgery they've ever yes. experienced in their whole entire life. Yeah. However, sometimes it is medically necessary yeah. when you're bleeding. This is so gross. I'm sorry. But when you're bleeding to the point that it's affecting your iron levels yeah. and your hemoglobin and your overall health, yes, something has to be done. Besides yeah. the fact it's just miserable every day, all day, every step, every time you sit, every time you stand. It's horrible. Every time you poop. Oh, gosh, yes. Like, you don't even want to have to go to the bathroom right. because it's going to hurt right. inevitably. So we've got the, like, what the hell is it? <laughs> what are the treatments for it? There's the banding. There's surgery. There's the topical creams. Now, what do the topical creams help with? Um, they reduce the inflammation and swelling. Most of them, there's cooling. There's different ones. But they generally are 
there's a cooling or there's an anti-inflammatory, and some have both. Right. And, and there's suppositories, there's creams. Which I've learned over the years that um, if it's minor, you can do the little, you know, cream and it's cooling. But if it's any more than minor, you're definitely doing suppositories. Where and what do you consider minor? Mm, I, I'm going to venture to guess because... I haven't seen anyone else's. <laughs> um, nor do I want to, but I know I'm not a candidate for surgery. Like I have been told by multiple doctors, you only have one. It's not that bad. Okay, well, tell that to my butt when it hurts <laughs> and it itches. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. And I can't sleep. But you're right. Yes, that, I've been told it's not that serious. You only have one. Okay, well, I don't. I want zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah, I w- I don't want this at all. And I'm at a point in my life now. I don't give a shit. I will tell anybody who wants to listen. Yeah, I have hemorrhoids. And I also can be very, I have a wonderful relationship where I can go, uh, yeah, got that thing going on. You know, we don't need to talk about it in detail. God knows nobody wants those details. But I will just say like, yeah, I'm not feeling great because this is happening. I don't let it adversely affect my mental health like it used to. I mean, it used to take over my body. Sure. Because I was so ashamed and right. I would, and I'm, I'm quite sure I can't, think of an instance, but I can guarantee you, I have probably picked fights or just been an awful human to people mm. I was involved with because I'd wanted to avoid intimacy yeah. rather than just saying like, I'm kind of embarrassed or I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like, it is what it is. And then the whole waxing thing. Oh gosh. I had an appointment a couple weeks ago and I was like, yeah, um, we're going to have to cancel that. And she's like, really? Why? I'm like, I have hemorrhoids. Nobody wants to see that shit. And I, and she was like, uh, uh, uh. I'm sure she was floored <laughs> that I would just be that honest. But I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't want to see that. She goes, well, I've actually had to see it before. Oh, for the love. This is why I stopped doing waxing. Because if I had to see um, veins sticking out of someone else's ass, I, I would not be okay with that. I would not be okay. She's like, I could still do it. I said, no, 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 no. You don't you, want it. Right. You and, and again, I know from talking to people, mine are minor, like minor, mm-hmm. minor. And I appreciate the fact she was ready, willing, really? and able, but I was not ready, willing. Yeah. Able. So I, I did still get waxed. I just got the front side waxed. Yeah. We didn't do the back side. The, the... And that was more than enough <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're painful and it's not just when you're going. It's like it lingers. Yeah. And there's there can be itching. There right. can be um, just general discomfort is yeah. the best way to describe it. Yeah. And like you said, the embarrassment or that sense of pain. I mean, I think even when there's stuff wrong with your hoo-ha, like yes. it just, it takes, it takes your, over. Totally. Yep. Totally. And even when you don't feel embarrassed about it, it's like, oh my God, there is something wrong with my vagina right now. And I am not at all comfortable. Another thing people should be aware of is wipes. Because if you have hemorrhoids, you can't really get everything clean back there without like a full shower. And sometimes you can't take a full shower every time you use the bathroom. And the reason I bring this up is that one time one of my clients was telling me a guy that she worked with kind of stunk. Oh. And I think he just was not a very clean person. Um, But she made the comment. And I'm guessing from what she said, he must smell like poo. Because she said, well, you know, I think he has hemorrhoids and maybe he just can't wipe very well. And I was like, ah, there's wipes for that. And she's like, what? (laughs) And this was one of those like, yeah, I I don't give a shit. I'm like, I get hemorrhoids. 
there's a thing called wipes for that. Yeah, and they're they, hemorrhoid wipes. Yes, they're specific. Yeah. You, I mean, you could use uh, baby wipes, but the hemorrhoid wipes are better than they're baby medicated. wipes. They're medicated. They're going to cool. They're going to clean mm-hmm. everything. Like, no, no, no. That is no excuse for me. And I'm sure she was like, well, that is way more information than I needed to know about you. But uh, yeah. So yes. if you are suffering, get some wipes. Yeah. Get the cream. Get the suppositories. The first time you use a suppository, well, no, the first hundred times you use a suppository, it's awkward. Like, you you, you do have you walk to different. No, <laughs> you think you're going to though, <laughs> but you do have to like stick your finger in your ass yeah. to get the suppository in there. But when you get the relief after a while, you're like, okay, I don't care. I'll yeah. I do what I got to do. Yeah, and if you're sticking your veins back in your body anyway, right? Like it feels like putting a suppository. Very true is not worse. Yes. And I would tell you, don't don't just use a suppository without <laughs> some cream. So it's kind of like using lubricant. Oh, so basically. you put the cream on the but, suppository. No, no, no. I just put the cream on the outside okay. of my body. And then the suppository will slide in much, much easier. Happier. Because it's not, that area doesn't like things to go in. No. It only like things to come out. <laughs> So if you have a cream or a gel that is for shrinking and cooling, it will also work like a lubricant to slide the suppository. And the suppositories are like bullet shaped. Yep. So they kind of come to a point which then is designed to go in, but it still doesn't like to go in. It doesn't like things going in. Yeah. And and your sphincter shrinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. yeah. Okay. So there are treatments. There's over-the-counter. Um, there's also a good Epsom salt bath. Mm, yes. Soaking. Soaking. Soaking yes. Epsom salt. Um, if you do, uh, we do um, Epsom salt with apple cider vinegar. It's disinfecting. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your whole body, but it's certainly going to be good for all of your parts that are more sensitive. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about like, you're going to give yourself a yeast infection or a bacteria infection or create some other nonsense um, when you're trying to clean up one and then you create controversy someplace else. It's never ending. It is never ending. Like, why is it all that close together? That's a very good question. That's like contamination central. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, fully agree. Um, so being able to talk to your partner about, hey, I'm having an issue. Yes. This is uncomfortable. And now, it, it's not now here's my candid question mm-hmm. is, and you've been very, very open, so thank you. <laughs> the world thanks you. But is it is it the pain? Like, is there pain involved with sex when you have a hemorrhoid? Or is it no. just the discomfort and embarrassment? And um, It is all mental. Okay. There is no actual, uh, I take that back. If you are very, very swollen, and I, I assume this is only for women. If you are very swollen, you know, like at the peak of yeah. trouble, and then you put something else in that general area, you can get some pressure. But it's not painful. Okay. It's more like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but I want to say, personally, I feel think it is all mental. Like I am just very, you don't feel sexual when there's something wrong with your butt. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part for me is like, can you see it? Are they going to notice, you know, and I'm going to tell you in all these years, um, I've never had anybody notice a thing. Right. So 
it's more in my head than anything. I guess it depends upon how active you are and what you've got going on at any given <laughs> you're time. you're on video. Or... Right, 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 right. I mean, I would venture to guess you could be in certain positions where it would be noticeable. But I think that's pretty easy to avoid if right. you want to. Um, so, yes, not painful, just very – it's just hard on the ego. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard on the self-esteem. All yeah. those things. And you literally feel like you don't you, you don't feel sexual at all. Yeah. Even if you're wearing lingerie, you've mm-hmm. you could do everything that would normally turn you on. It would be very hard to feel sexy. Yeah. When things are flared. Yeah. <laughs> things are flared. And I apologize for anyone listening to this who knows me personally. They're probably like, Jen, that is more information than I ever needed to know. But there are a lot of people. You're doing a public service ex- right now. I really believe it. Because I firmly believe there are a lot of people who are suffering. They either don't know what's going yes. on, have no idea what to do about it. They think they're all alone. Yes. And that. No one else could be experiencing this, especially younger. I mean, I was literally 19 yeah. when I got them the first time. Yeah. So, and, and then you have to go and like buy the products. Now, first of all, there's oh. drop at your door. Yes. There's shipped and there's Instacart. Instacart. There's also Amazon. I'm going to tell you, I, delivery. Wanna, I, I think the delivery is worse because I do grocery delivery now. And I'm more embarrassed when I order it and someone is dropping it off on my doorstep, <laughs> which I pretty much have no shame. I'm sure you've all figured that out. But I, it's still embarrassing. Even walking through the store, like, oh, my God, can I cover this up so people can't see what's in my cart? But, you know, I don't care. But I'd almost rather walk through the store and check it out myself than have someone drop it on my doorstep. I don't yeah. know. That's just me. But yeah. I do both. I mean, yeah. if I have to have it, if I'm getting stuff delivered, I'm going to add it. If I'm out and about, I'll pick it up. But And then again, this is kind of like underwear. This is a lot of money or like tampons. We right? spend a lot of money on these things. It's not cheap no, for something not. that no one ever sees, no one ever yeah. can even appreciate. It's a racket. Shouldn't this just be covered? It should be free. Right. But at that point, like if you're actually in a store, you're not looking at the price because you don't even want to have to be buying it. No. You don't want to bring it up to the cash register. And I just want relief. So yeah. I don't even care mm-hmm. at this juncture. But back when I was in my early 20s, it was hard. It was like, okay, yeah. well, that's, you know, messing with my budget, basically, to right. have to add all these products. And again, I wasn't given very good counsel on what to use. There isn't. There's not like... There isn't, and I would venture to guess to this day, I don't know if my parents have both had them. I have no idea. I don't need to know. But I wonder, I would venture to guess they probably don't even use half of the stuff that I've learned to use. Right. Because it was all about just suffer with it. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that till now. I Mm -hmm. spend a lot of money on care for these issues. Right. Not fair. Yeah. And it, it is worth it to give you relief and... A sense of like, I know what I can do to feel better again mm-hmm. and prevention. Now you talked about fiber. This is the thing that I have heard doctors recommend over and over and over. The number one thing that you can do to help prevent and um, diminish hemorrhoids is fiber. Have you heard this? Yes. Like Metamucil, yep. Citrusel. And I, um, my go-to right now, it's changed over the years, but my go-to right now is to take magnesium at night. I take slow mag. Um, and there's multiple kinds of magnesium. So what kind of magnesium? I take slow mag. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not, but I was actually recommended to me for muscle recovery from weight training. Mm-hmm. 
And then I found out that an added side effect of that is keeping things kind of regular. Regular, yeah, and softer because mm-hmm. it comes out a lot easier when it's soft. Well, magnesium citrate is the same stuff that they give you except in a significantly different quantity when you have a colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, I'm doing my first one on Monday. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, so I will be doing my prep in a couple days here. And, and I, how is that going to impact a hemorrhoid? Like, is that going to make it worse or better? Well, if it's going to come shooting out of my ass, like people tell me it is. Which like, it will. I've had a colonoscopy. It, it, like, God. Velocity. I'm thinking that can't hurt. Okay, so if it's shooting out, it's not going to hurt. But if you're sitting on the toilet multiple times, it's going to be an it's issue. It's going to feel raw. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So I don't know. I, maybe, maybe we'll maybe have maybe to. Maybe need some ice packs. That's a good idea. Yeah. So one person said, don't leave the bathroom. And another person said, don't even put on underwear because you won't be able to get them down fast enough. Yes. And I concur with both having had a colonoscopy. Good God. So I don't know. That'll probably be our next episode we'll be discussing my experience since I've already shared with you all that I have hemorrhoids (laughs) I'll share with you my experience of getting a colonoscopy right now who do you go to as a doctor is should you go to a special doctor for hemorrhoids no okay interestingly enough I would have thought my gynecologist would be the go-to for that Hmm. I think I've gotten more information out of my nurse practitioner than I have out of my gynecologist the gynecologist apparently only deals with the front so even though they're right next to each other that's not really their right they're separate systems but they do check it when you get like that is true that is true so oh gosh do you remember the first time that happened yeah yeah I was not no like no warning well I got a warning I didn't get like okay are you comfortable if I do this which I get but there wasn't like consent. No, there, there was, was like, no consent. Okay, Next so thing I'm you know, do there's the back end now, and you're gonna feel cold. And I was like, "You're what? 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 Right? Oh, <laughs> that's pretty much my exact experience. I think she may have said some technical terms of what she was checking. Yes. And the next thing I know, there was a cold finger in my ass. Yes. I was yes. like, "Whoa! Yes. I was not prepared. And even if they prepare you, you're never gonna be prepared. That is true. That is true. Yes. So they check the rectum. Right. What are but, they checking for? That's a good question. But she, when I said, like, they're not Lansing, she was like, oh, yeah. She, she kind of acted like she didn't have any clue what was happening. Hmm. My nurse practitioner is the one who said, yeah, now you can have banding done. Right. Which, it's one of those things. I looked into it. I Actually, I made the call, and they said I needed a referral. So I called back to the clinic, and I said, well, the number you gave me said I needed a referral. They called, said, oh, no, you only need a referral if you're getting, like, a mammogram or something. I was like, I clearly what? did not ask for a <laughs> mammogram. What What is going on here? A mammogram and a hemorrhoid that may, might have the same number of syllables, but they're different. And I think I was asking for a colonoscopy because my thought was, could I get a colonoscopy and get the banding done at the same time? Oh. So when I made the appointment to get the colonoscopy, I didn't have hemorrhoids. And they have since, you know, reared their ugly head. So now I'm going for the colonoscopy and I don't have, I never asked about banding because I didn't have them at the time. Like what, what's well, I the think doctor specialty that, that deals with, that. is it the same people that do the colonoscopy doctors? Well, so I'm assuming because what she gave me was a place that does colonoscopies and does banding so that. There must oh. be certain places if they deal with that part okay. of the body, they can handle all of those things. Okay. Uh, stay tuned. If I figure it out, I'll let you know. Yeah. I'm. They've kind of 
cleared up again because I only get one, which I guess is a blessing compared to other people. Yeah, and, woo, it's not fun. And but. and I think that's the other thing. It's like you don't always have them. No, mine go away right. for periods of time, and they come back. And I will guarantee you, they only, they come back anytime I get constipated. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. and travel, which is why fiber, yes, makes so much travel constipates me. And it's mm-hmm. travel season. I've been gone what three, four times mm-hmm. in the last with long like, flights, six weeks. Yeah, long flights. So yep. sitting, um, you know, not drinking enough water, eating different foods. Right. So yes, it was travel, my favorite hobby that I know. caused them to flare up again because I got constipated. Right. And then I got home and I got regular and then I went again and I got constipated. It's just, it's a vicious cycle. (laughs) Yes. So not bad enough right now that I think I need banding. And I will tell you on that note, I think when I wanted the banding, it is way more the mental side of it than it is the physical. Because between using wipes when I go to the bathroom, using cream and using suppositories, I kind of have them under control. It's the mental side of, yeah. I feel disgusting. Right. I'm gross. If anyone knew I had, you know, a vein hanging out of my ass, what would they think of me? Well, half the people I walk by might have a vein hanging out of their ass. I don't know. Exactly. They might have five veins. Exactly. <laughs> like, so, what, how much of the population, I wonder? I mean, that's, oh, that that's sounds a, like something we could Google. What's the percent of the population that has hemorrhoids at any significant? And then I want to know where they come up with that data because so many people won't even admit true. to it. That is true. You know, the shame is it of it. like based on the number of people that buy the really ridiculously expensive products? Oh, they probably would be able to tell by product sales. You're right. They could get a, a good. At least. A, oh, and don't be miserable and show up at the store and that shit is sold out. The worst. The worst. <sighs> it has happened to me on multiple occasions. Like. I need to run, you know, I'll be with my husband. Like, I need to run over here. I need to get some medicine and it will be gone, 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 gone. I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. The worst. (laughs) Okay. So now that you know more about me than you ever wanted or needed to know. I don't know. We've talked about a lot of things over the years. So add it to the list. Add it to the list. And now I've just shared it. I mean, we didn't talk about like the texture, color of poop. We just talked about like the stuff that's hanging out of the butt. (laughs) It's fine. And honestly, like I, they told me I had a hemorrhoid when I was pregnant. I don't even know how they knew that, but I uh, must've been very minor. Okay. Because I wasn't, nothing ever protruded. Here's what I was just going to say. You can have internal hemorrhoids and you can have external hemorrhoids. Okay. That was my question. There are people who have internal hemorrhoids. They never protrude. Yeah. But they're swollen and they bleed and then they cause all kinds of other health issues. So I'm sorry. I am only annoyed if we're protruding. That's. I would be very annoyed as well. I would feel exactly the same. Very well have had internal hemorrhoids right. which they could tell from an exam and i think he did say it was only one or yeah. you have a hemorrhoid yeah and that's always been me I and that was when i was a. pregnant okay which and i'm sure it's all get. the pressure yeah. yeah all that added pressure and everything's just yeah and it's not unusual no to get hemorrhoids when you get pregnant yeah and deliver because you're pushing bearing yes. down all that pressure yes. exactly because it's all in the same spot yeah. which we have previously covered <laughs> what the hell <laughs> Design flaws. Major, major. I mean, I don't know where I'd rather have it. (laughs) Maybe if there was just a little bit more of a gap, something. That would be awkward too. Because then things would shoot out instead of down. That's not gonna work, Harper. That's not that's not gonna work. (laughs) 
We want everything to go. How would we re bioengineer anatomy <laughs> so that they weren't right next to each other? This is this is a topic of serious discussion that I think we need to take some gummies and talk about. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, that was good. That was good. So if you don't have hemorrhoids, keep drinking plenty of fluids. Yes. Eat keep your fiber. Eating tons of fiber. And whatever you do, do not sit on the toilet for long periods of time. I know. And my issue is when I, the craziness that happened when I gave birth, I gave birth twice to the same baby because he came out halfway and then got stuck the regular way. So they had to push him back in and then. Wait, wait, wait. He was halfway out vaginally? Yeah. And they put him he back was, in? He was crowning and he got stuck. And they, they couldn't, they had the vacuum. And then had, you ended up having a C-section? Yeah. Oh, for the yeah. love. So I had, I, I gave birth both ways to one baby. <laughs> Does he understand what no. you went through to no. bring him into this there is world? No possible way that he will ever understand. Yeah, and so hey, I had a lot of blood loss. I actually had a transfusion a day or two later um, because the trauma on my body was so intense. Wow. But fundamentally, what changed is I couldn't pee, and while that like mostly got fixed, I will sit down and pee, and then I have to like wait for the rest of it like mm. it's stop and it's not just like a pause it's like a stop and hang out for a while interesting so then you're sitting on the toilet exactly exactly yeah see for and me my husband I wonders what i'm doing i'm like i'm literally just peeing trying to get the pee out um <laughs> even if you lean forward like none of these things work nope interesting nope yeah see i would have to get up because if i stayed there every time i peed i would for sure have right major hemorrhoid issues right. and if i didn't like take a minute when I can and just like let it all, then I would honestly probably be needing, feeling the need to pee like every half hour. Oh, wow. So we've all got issues. Exactly. Everyone's got some. Exactly. And most women talk about like now they their pee, like they tinkle when they sneeze. Yes. You know, sort of thing. Yes. I literally have the opposite issue. That it won't come out. Yeah. That's probably good. Don't I mean, you, one or the other. I'd rather have the one that I have. Yes. If you had to have something. Yes. This doing jumping jacks and you feel like you're going to wet your pants. This is not fun. Yeah. That's that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. All right. So if you have hemorrhoids, don't be ashamed. We're going to reject, actively practice rejection of shame. Yes. And buy the damn products. Yes. Make a budget. Get some help. Ask for whatever. Use your HSA card. Whatever you got to do. Yes, because it will make your life yes. much more livable. And if you can, if you literally cannot afford those products, a bag of Epsom salt, not the fancy doctor whatever with lavender. Just go to the first aid section and pick up a bag of. They have it at the dollar store. Exactly. It's Plain really Epsom cheap. Salt. It's super cheap. Epsom salt. Put yourself in a bath. Oh. <laughs> I'm smacking my hand on the table. I'm so emphatic about this. <laughs> Put yourself in a bath with some Epsom salt and it will help get your fiber. All the things that make you poop. All the things that make you poop. Because it will be yeah. less painful. Yeah. And it'll keep them at bay. Softer. So if your butt hurts and you don't know why. <laughs> possible you have hemorrhoids. And I'm going to tell you, if you think something is protruding, don't. Don't use a mirror. Don't don't look. Oh God. I totally would. Horror. I totally would. That would be my first thing that I would do. Like, what the hell is going okay, on? Okay, well, if you get a look and you think you have a vein, a very large. Is it like purple? Yes. Oh. 
It is, yeah. I mean, I'm, you I'm will a, hate yourself. Yeah, if you for see sure. this vision, you will hate yourself. But you'll also want to get rid of it ASAP. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I prepare. I would be totally freaked out needing to push something like that back into my body. And I will, I do that. Like that was my first right. advice. Soap it up, push it back in. I do that regularly. Right. It's not going to get rid of them. Yeah. But it does seem to help to put them back in. Okay. Because I think if you don't, they could just come out for, I don't know. I don't know how long these damn veins are, but yeah. I'm afraid they're going to be at my knees if I don't push them back in. <laughs> you are such a good sport. I'm so glad we can laugh about these traumatic if I don't things. laugh I'm going to cry and I've spent plenty of oh, I'm crying sure. about it and now I just I'm don't sure. care I'm yeah. at the age I just don't care yes and if somebody in your life has hemorrhoids give them, them grace yes help buy them. them the products do something exactly um, if you have questions comments concerns feel free to reach out salon confessions podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on the socials salon confessions podcast I think that's it that is nailed it So, have you learned anything so far today? I want to thank Jen for being so open about her experience and for everything she shared. I'm so grateful to have a friend in my life I can talk to about anything. And the fact that she can laugh about it helps me laugh too. We wanted to add in some bonus content, but like I've shared, it's pretty hard to find people willing to talk about their hemorrhoid experience, even anonymously. Thankfully, Ginger came through for us just in the nick of time. Ginger is a confessionista that sent us an email with an absolutely incredible story about her hemorrhoidectomy. It is a laugh until you can't breathe story thanks to Ginger's amazing sense of humor, and it's a cautionary tale to anyone with early stage hemorrhoids. We are so grateful Ginger was willing to share this story, and even more grateful that she's now fully recovered and doing well. Now, as I said, this story came to us right before we were about to publish the episode, so I had to catch Jen when she was on a layover in an airport flying home from an international vacation with her husband when I called to tell her about it. So you'll hear some airport noise in the background, but hopefully it's not too distracting. Here's Ginger's story. All right. So Jen, I know you've been traveling and it's like ridiculously early in the morning and neither of us are super early morning people and you just got off a red eye, right? Uh, yeah, I'm hilarious. <laughs> so this should be really interesting, but I had to get you on the phone um, because we are about to publish an episode this week, our hemorrhoid episode. Woohoo. And I had put out <laughs> some... <laughs> And I put out some feelers in Facebook groups for like stories um, for our bonus content. And I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't getting anything. And then this magical story appeared in our inbox. And so I needed to share it with you so that we can talk about it because there's a lot here. And I was dying. It is horrifying. And thankfully, this woman has a great sense of humor. But oh, my God, I this is horrible. It is like a cautionary tale. That's in her, the title is hemorrhoid story and cautionary tale. Okay. So are you ready? I am, but I have to interject and say, I have to assume you're the reason you're laughing is because you don't have this experience. That's the only reason why you can do it. Although here I am laughing too. <laughs> 
Uh, when I read this, you'll, you'll understand, you'll understand. Okay. Like there's, there's parts that I was like, <gasps> but then there's other parts that I was dying. I was so, I was laughing so hard. Okay. Cause she's funny. Wait, I want this one on as a guest. Okay. Her name is Ginger. And I, I don't know if that's her real name or not, but she didn't say change it. So we're just going with Ginger and we don't know anything else about her. Okay. So, dear Harper, I saw you were looking for some hemorrhoid stories and thought I would share mine as a cautionary tale. Sorry if this gets so gross and TMI. Feel free to edit out whatever is too much, but I'm just going to spill the roids. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's immediately, and they're just like, I'm going to spill the roids. Ha ha. (laughs) They do kind of feel like they're spilling. So, that's. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're one sentence in. Okay, I'm I've had sorry. I've had H's hemorrhoids for years and was so embarrassed by them. I just tried to pretend they didn't exist, so I never treated them in any way. No creams, no wipes, no nothing. God, that's a, not a good start. Sometimes there would be a little blood on the TP and some pain, but I just moved on. Because of the persistent aggravation, I developed I developed skin tags on my mm, butthole. <laughs> like it was trying to protect itself. Poor thing. Ginger, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing at you. <laughs> what a visual like it's trying to protect itself (laughs) okay I'll skip to the part where things got so bad I had finally had to get seen basically oh god this poor woman basically there was just a gush of blood every time I went number two and I was bleeding profusely every day I had to double my underwear and sometimes sleep on a towel then I got really fatigued yeah losing blood every day And could barely function. So I went to my primary doc and she took a look and immediately referred me to a colorectal doctor. Okay, so now we know what kind of doctor this does. This doctor was also a woman, thank goodness. Yes, agreed. And she was amazing. She introduced herself by saying, people ask me why I'm in this specialty. And I tell them I love my job because every day I get to make people's lives better. Hemorrhoids are nothing to be ashamed of, and we are going to get you feeling better. Okay. She needs a five-star doctor review because that's beautiful. No kidding. It's funny because I don't know if um, we talked about it, but didn't I say the same thing about the doctor that did my colonoscopy? Like, she's young and beautiful. Why the hell is she doing this? Oh, because she makes a shit ton of money. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Maybe that's what she was trying to say. I get to make people's lives so much better. They throw money at me. Right. And I get paid huge amounts of money to deal with people's asses. I get it, man. Okay. So this is the educational bit. Okay. So then she said that everyone has three hemorrhoids. So apparently we all have them. But sometimes one or more just gets really inflamed. Sometimes they stick out and sometimes not. 
Okay, I'm going to try to get through this next sentence. But they are there to help our pooper know whether what's about to come out is solid, liquid, or gaseous. <laughs> I'm learning something here. <laughs> she goes on. Again, this is Ginger. Again, OMG, LOL, ha ha, what the crap. And then she says in parentheses, ha, I just typed that with no pun intended. <laughs> oh my God. We're on, okay. we're on the same wavelength. I know. Apparently, hemorrhoids help prevent sharding. Oh, no, this is interesting. If that's the case, then I wouldn't want to have them removed. I know, that's the thing. Oh. Okay. So they can band them or remove them, which you talked about. But they like to do the banding first because the removal is so painful. And then you lose the sensor in the solid liquid gas function. So the doctor's hope was that they could try banding first and hopefully treat them that way. She said if they are level one or level two, that might be possible. But if they're level three, which I guess is the highest level, then that might require surgery. So she has me drop my pants and curl up on my side lubes up her finger and was in there for like five seconds and then said, yeah, you need surgery for sure. All three of yours oh. are top three. Oh my God. Oh my Can God. you imagine how bad they were? No. And now I'm curious because I think, I mean, not that I can tell for sure, but I think I only have one. I wonder which one it is. <laughs> I don't, uh. I mean, she said she was bleeding every day. So yikes. yeah. My nice. my situation is um, pale in comparison. Wow. wow. Okay. So doctor says, I'm so sorry we have to do this to you. It's probably going to be the worst pain of your life for a few days or a couple of weeks. You're going to hate me, but honestly, this will make you feel better. And it's really the only option for what you've got going on. So let's do this. Ugh. Okay. So get this. Wow. So I scheduled the surgery, but the soonest day available before is, wait, hold on. I scheduled the surgery, but the soonest day is the day before I'm leaving on a trip for my mom's 80th birthday, which means I have to get on an airplane the next day and be in an Airbnb with my family while I'm recovering. Jen, what do you do? Um, oh, I, I think I'm, oh, <laughs> ooh, I want to get it done as soon as possible, but I'm not trying to do it right before a vacation. Everyone you get on an airplane? No, mm-mm. I mean, uh, you have to sit. You have to sit on a donut, from what I understand. The people I know that have done it had to sit on a donut after. You're going to carry a donut around and sit on a plane like that? Oh god! Oh. <laughs> I mean, airplanes are uncomfortable as it is. Yeah, yeah, but she's in like major comfort. <laughs> it was a series. Yeah. Okay. So she said, I debated canceling the trip, but honestly, it was a big deal for my family. Mom's 80th birthday. I get it. And they gave me the master bedroom with its own bathroom and bathtub. So okay. with your family, you've got to set up. I mean, okay. You know what? In that case, I'm definitely doing it because for me, if I'm even like under the weather, if I lay around the house, I feel worse. Like I'd be better off being around people and having distractions. Yeah. So I'm going to say I would do it, especially with those parameters and at least have the opportunity to go out and visit with people. And then if you're miserable, retreat back to the bedroom and rest. Yeah, that's true. And it's family. So hopefully like they can, they can laugh and cry. Bring it, 
Yeah. And bring your ice packs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So I get the surgery. The surgeon afterward tells me they only took two of my three because they wanted to leave one as a solid liquid gas sensor. <laughs> Thanks. That's crazy. I know. Wow. Um, and they also took all my skin tags off. I felt like I had lost weight. I had no idea how much those were in the way, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So honestly, the trip went fine. I was on narcotic pain meds, took plenty of baths, and my family let me rest. But I was dreading the first number two, as would I. I am dreading the first number two for her. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So I'm waiting. Day one, nothing. Day two, nothing. Day three, nothing. Day four, I passed a cute little nugget, but that's it. (laughs) No, I wonder, I wonder how much she was eating because I'd have been afraid to eat. Like what goes in must come out. I know she wasn't eating nothing. I'm assuming we go home, still nothing. Now I'm starting to get a little concerned because I've been eating, but nothing is exiting. Yes, we are concerned as well, Ginger. And yes, I've been taking my fiber and stool softener. Dear God, this is so embarrassing. It's day six and I can tell I really need to go. I'm scared to death. Ginger, I am terrified right now. (laughs) I'm sweating. I'm literally sweating. Uh, so I sit down and try to gently push and I start screaming. It hurts so bad, but still nothing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die with a pound of poo stuck inside me. And after about 30 minutes, I call 911. I honestly didn't know what else to do. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Nope. Nope. I can't. Nope. I mean, it's like she's having a baby. Oh, Um, okay. I'll cut my absolutely horrifying day in the ER as short as possible to spare you. And since I'm trying hard to forget that whole day, but basically I had an impaction probably from the narcotic pain meds. Oh my God. Constipation is one of the side effects. So why did they give them to her? Why do people a constipation medication when you need them to poop? I don't think they ever think beyond like the procedure. They don't think beyond the procedure as to what life is going to be like. Like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and send you on your way. That's right. Right. Here's some. Here's some oxy. Good luck. Oh. Well, and did did she say with travel with an? Oh yeah, involving an airplane because yeah. you know flying has a tendency to do that anyways, and then you add narcotics. Oh lord, this is right. We talked about that. Okay. I had three enemas and nothing was working. They, she had three ER enemas and they still, and it still wasn't working. They were literally working to admit me to the hospital because they were going to have to sedate me and roto-rooter my colon to get my poo out. Oh my God. At one point, I was just sobbing for like 20 minutes from the stress and humiliation. I would have been sobbing all day. I would have been like, put me out of my misery. I think oh. I would have started crying. I would have started crying on day four. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have still been crying. 
Totally. 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 Like people are going up in your butt and you've just had surgery on your butt and it's the poo stuck in you. Oh, okay. Finally at like 10 30 PM. So she's been in the ER all day. I felt something. (laughs) Sorry. teacher. So they bring in the commode, which is basically just a walker with a toilet seat and a garbage bag underneath. And finally, things moved, if you get my meaning. And holy hell, did they move. (laughs) Yeah, I would think that would be like explosive at this point. Oh, Oh, good thing it was a heavy duty garbage bag. (laughs) (laughs) My my poo demon was exercised. By the smell, it was from the eighth or ninth circle of hell. Probably <laughs> a general in the demon army. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. <clears throat> so I'm sitting here in this revolting smelling ER room <laughs> with my week's worth of evicted meals. <laughs> Fuck all that. Only for the rest of the patients that had a door. Oh. <laughs> Holy hell, doesn't begin to summarize this. <laughs> and the ER staff is all like, okay, I need to take a look to see it. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why do they need to see that? I don't know. I cannot believe these people didn't quit that day. (laughs) They get out a long poker to check it out before they clear me to leave. Oh my God. This is going from bad to worse. (laughs) This is so epic. It's so epic. I'm crying for so many reasons. (laughs) No one is ever going to want to have this surgery. Ever, ever. Wow. Oh, God. Healthcare workers are incredible. Yeah, except for the one that gave you freaking narcotics, Ginger. Right. And and no caution with it. Like, oh, side effect could be. Why would, I don't understand why they would give that at all. That makes zero sense. No, it makes no sense at all. No sense. <clears throat> and they're terrifying you with stories of how painful it's going to be. And then they give mm-hmm. you pain medication and tell you to stay ahead of the pain. That sounds like nonsense. I, I agree. That's craziness yeah uh okay so ginger says as a psa to your listeners get your roids checked out (laughs) yeah don't wait till we're a level three holy hell (laughs) don't wait till level three uh use the creams and wipes or you might get skin tags in your butthole because it's trying to protect itself If you have surgery, yes, we've also come to this conclusion. Skip the narcotics and take as much of the poo promoters as possible. Have a bath available. Healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, aides, and cleaners, yes, are angels, period. Bless you. So we have an update at the end. It's a good news update, thankfully. We're very grateful that you're in a good place, Ginger. I'm six months post-surgery and doing well. It's still weird not to have things hanging out of my butt. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they kind of become a part of you, literally. (laughs) My little friends aren't there. (laughs) 
but my toots are quieter. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to obstruct. And I'm no longer losing blood every day. I even rode my bike several times over the summer. Okay. So she's, she's on the mend. And yes, I can still answer the solid liquid gas question so far. Oh, I'm really sorry if this is way too much TMI, but honestly, I want to warn other women how bad it can really get and hopefully spare them some of my misery. Thank you for talking about things like this and good luck with your show, Ginger. Aww. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm literally sweating, but this is precisely why we started because these are things people don't talk about. Right? So some might think we're nuts they you know like I've had people say I can't believe how much stuff you share it's like well if I don't who will right like a public service (laughs) it totally is I would never have imagined it could get this bad I never 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 so if anyone out there is a little bit suffering and you're in misery just know There are things you can do to keep it from getting really bad, and it can get really bad. Literally. I I, I literally had no idea. And I know people who've had surgery, but I guess they just didn't go into the graphics with me. And maybe I'm happy about that, but (laughs) sad. Wow, wow, wow. God bless Ginger for having a sense of humor about it all. That sounds horrifying. I think that was the best part, which, like I've said before, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. So that's what I do. That is true. So that's our confession. That's our guest story. Wow. Uh, Thank you for making this time fly by on my layover. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to keep doing treatment so we don't get to a level three. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. And I'm very curious if only one is swollen. Like, is each one specific or... Does it take all three to know what's happening? I, I have more questions, but yeah, like is one that. solid, one is liquid, one is yeah. Because <laughs> I want to know which one of mine is irritated. <laughs> <laughs> well, they only left her one, so ooh. I'm also going to count my blessings that I am not at that point. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, it's way too early in the morning to have. Had this much emotional. (laughs) I agree. I am also sweating. (laughs) Okay. So how how long until your flight leaves to bring you home? Oh God. Like two hours. Yeah. I think the total layover was like six. I'm dying. And then you go into your studio today to do a session. Mm -hmm. Yep. No rest for the weary. Totally worth it. It was an amazing vacation. I can't wait to hear about it next week. Okay, we'll get some rest and have a safe safe flight. And uh, we'll see you when you get home. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Like I promised, this was a pretty unforgettable episode, right? Whether you suffer from inflamed hemorrhoids personally or not, I guarantee you know someone who does. They maybe just haven't shared it with you. So do your friends a favor and share this episode with them, okay? Let's open the conversation and banish the shame. We can laugh and learn and support each other through the most uncomfortably icky parts of life. And if you do suffer from hemorrhoids, please share your story with us. We promise we can handle it and maybe it will help you feel less ashamed if you share. You can reach us at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com. 
or find us on the socials, Salon Confessions Podcast. The main part of this podcast was recorded live in my friend Jen Lawrence's nail studio while she did my manicure and is produced and edited by me, Harper Hudson. You can find us on Instagram at Harper Has Nice Nails and Jen Takes Confessions. Production support for this episode was provided by Rue Spence at Cinevia Studios. If you could hear anything Jen says while she's at the airport, you can thank Rue. She's amazing. Thanks so much for listening. 